right, I hope we're live here. This is our second episode of our new podcast we're putting out each week, uh, simply titled What I've Been Thinking About. And so uh, we've had a great time last week. So we talked about spiritual sons, spiritual daughters. Hope you're able to catch some of that. And uh, Matt Hobson's here with me again. Hello, everybody. And he'll be uh, monitoring any thoughts, comments, or questions you might have. We love the interaction of this so that... Uh, uh, we can kind of connect with you on kind of what you're thinking, what you're hearing from the Lord right now. And uh, so we're excited that you're uh, part of the day. We're, we're excited about what God's doing in the kingdom. We just came through the Day of Atonement. And it uh, seems like there's a lot of clarity. Uh, seems like there's, uh, you know, my friend Rick Joyner was talking about, I know this uh, whole uh, election thing. Uh, we're, we're doing this podcast right after the... Um, <laughs> the debates. The debate. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I, I'm not educated enough to say anything about it. Uh, uh, one, one, I saw one commentator last night said, I can't say anything. I've never seen anything like it in my life. So I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. To I, have no, I have no wisdom on it whatsoever. I'm sure there's lots of stuff we'll be hearing about it prophetically and otherwise. I think the bottom line for me is my friend Rick Joyner put it clearly. There is a massive divide. Yeah. And uh, Rick's uh, prophecy is, and I believe to be true, is that it looks really bad right now. Yeah. But the good news is there are there in the past it was not so divided, so it was blurred. But now it is so massively divided, it's very clear. It's very clear to choose which side, which 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 opinion, which and so it's vastly divided right now. And Rick's belief is that at the end of this election we will be more unified than ever as a nation. And so I'm standing on that, and I'm believing it. Uh, so I want to encourage you with that. It may look bad right now, but I really believe that prophecy, that it's become so uh, polarized, so divided, we'll be able to see clearly which way to walk. And at the end of this thing, we'll become very unified, yeah. and uh, God's purpose and plan for the nation of America will be fulfilled. So whether you live in a nation of America or you're watching us from around the world, it's a great time to pray and a great time to access uh, the heavenly realm. Yeah. And uh, what was the verse you just used in prayer about the uh, hook in the jaws of the nation? Oh, it's somewhere in here. <laughs> uh, where is that scripture? It says God's got the. Uh, I'll look it up. Look it up so we know. I used it at our noon prayer meeting. Ezekiel 38 4. Uh, I will turn you no, and not put hooks in your jaws. No. no. That's not it's, it. It's, uh, God has hooks in the jaws of the nations. Type that in. Thank God for Google. Uh, it's somewhere in the Bible. I'll find it. We'll find it. We'll let you know what it is. But, but I thought it was powerful you prayed that. We don't mm -hmm. have to trust what's happening in the, in the yeah, election. God's, God's in control. I mean, we need to vote. We need to pray for sure. But, I mean, God's ultimately in control, and, and we're trusting Him for the, for the outcome. So hopefully you've, you're able to tune in today and uh, spend a few moments with us. Literally, we just felt led from the Lord a couple of weeks ago to just start taking time. Our main purpose in this podcast, the reason we called it uh, what I've been thinking lately is we didn't have a title. So <laughs> we just made that up for now. But we just wanted to spend some time with the body of Christ, really. Uh, and we believe that part of our gifting and calling here at Word Alive International Outreach is to empower and mature believers in your walk with the Lord and as you're stepping into your purpose and destiny. And so hopefully we'll... Uh, fall into some vein of revelation today that'll be helpful 
to you in your journey as you're pursuing the Lord and as you're looking to uh, be mature and walk in that. I've really been looking at uh, Hebrews 5 and 6 that says, let us move on. Let us move on to maturity, not laying again the elementary principles mm -hmm. or the foundations, but move on and be a part of those who have tasted of the age of the world to come. And I do believe that in our lifetime, in our season here, uh, we're going to taste of the age of the world of the age to come. It's happened throughout our generations. Men, women have tapped into that place, uh, tapped into that uh, dimension, if you will, mm. uh, where they were able to function in an anointing and an authority that, that was literally as if they were of another world. Uh, when you look at A.A. A. Allen Branham, A.A. Uh, A. Allen, you know, was had tents of, filled with uh, 10,000 people would fit in his tent. And literally on Fridays, you could only come if you were in a wheelchair or a stretcher. And literally he would uh, just by pure authority command people to get up and walk. And they would. I got an opportunity to spend a few, few uh, uh, days with his son. And uh, it just... The stories he told me about his dad, he gave me actually like a hundred cassette tapes of his dad. And I used to, I listened to him in one meeting. It was just interesting to me that his dad, uh, they were wanting to, to debate was, you know, healing of God or not. And so they said, can we come to your tent and debate you? He said, no, my tent's not for debating. My tent's for healing. He said, if you want to debate, you get you a tent and you get 10,000 people and I'll come debate in your tent. But this tent's for healing, this tent for debating. So it was that kind of raw authority. <laughs> William Branham, Catherine Kuhlman, Benny Hinn, who I uh, was honored to serve for 10 years. These men would literally have tapped into a world to come. I want to encourage you. I was at a breakfast about a decade ago with two great men of God, uh, two real prophets, Sadhu Sundar Savaraj from India, uh, and uh, Neville Johnson, who's now gone on to be with the Lord. But I was sitting with them, uh, eating breakfast, minding my own business, and uh, we were in a conference together. And all of a sudden, uh, Sadhu said to Neville, have you, have you been to Astris Palace uh, in, in the second heaven? I mean, just as, just as if I was, uh, you know, was sitting eating breakfast with Matt to say, hey, you know, did you watch the news last night? I mean, it was that, <laughs> it was that kind of conversation. Did you watch Friends last night? I mean, it was that kind yeah, of, normal you know, conversation. casual conversation. Uh, and without a beat, Neville said, yes, did you see that red couch over in the corner that's by that vase? That's the and so they're in this dimension of spiritual life and spiritual things that was just astounding to me. I just sat there listening, thinking, I know nothing about this world. And uh, they were talking about doing spiritual warfare in the, this dimension. And uh, I said out, I, I said to myself, well, these must just be, you know, special vessels, special men chosen by God. And uh, just like this, Holy Spirit said, no, they're spies. And I was like, what does that mean, spies? He said, I've let them go in to a dimension to come back and show, show you and tell you what's available mm. if you want to go in. And it was just like the Israel, uh, children of Israel, the promised land, like this is what's available. Do you want to go in or not? And, uh, and I knew that that day we had a choice. We can choose to be hungry and go after that dimension uh, or not. And I just feel like there's a real hunger right now. I know there is in my life, and mm -hmm. I've tasted of somewhat of that dimension, but there's a real hunger in me to enter into what, I, what I'm coining, 
not coining, but reiterating from my friend, Dr. Mark Hamby, that he calls the third dimension. Uh, and I believe that I believe this is where the church is. I believe that's where we are as a people. I believe that messages started being preached 20 years ago, literally, that are just now finding footing, mm -hmm. finding a foundation to be, to be lived out upon. Um, and so I just want to kind of talk to you about that today and uh, hopefully there are folks watching. And, we got a bunch of people watching and um, tuning in. Bob McCain, uh, McLean said hello, Sheila Rozier, Michelle Bryant's on here. Hey Michelle guys. Ray, Howard Wright. Awesome. Glad you guys are on with us today. And uh, if you we, got any questions, type them in the comment field. We'll try to answer them at the end of this. Yeah. I was, uh, I had the uh, privilege to get to, uh, I was real reacquainted recently with, uh, with uh, Dr. Mark Hamby. Uh, he, he's been preaching. He wrote two great books. One I mentioned last week, uh, you, uh, you have uh, few fathers. Mm -hmm. You have many teachers, but few fathers. Uh, also, he wrote a book uh, that's just very difficult to get a hold of. I think you can get a hold of his ministry, Mark Hamby Ministries, but the house that God built. And he wrote these 20-something years ago. And now, right now, I believe we're just we're just starting to live out, live in some of these truths. But he brought a powerful thought uh, of the church, where the church is, and he mentioned that uh, John the Revelator, it says, was on the Isle of Patmos, and on the Isle of Patmos, he heard a voice behind him. It says he was he was in the he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, on the Isle of Patmos, heard a voice behind him, and he turned to see. And when he turned, he saw one looks like the Son of Man standing in the midst of the golden candlesticks. And he wrote Revelation 1, 2, 3, and 4 and continued to write the book of Revelation, but specifically those books and begin to speak to the church, the seven churches of Revelation. And uh, Dr. Hamby made a great point that he had to turn, the Lord had caught him up into a dimension. And it was only in that dimension could he see where he was and where the church was? He turned and he had to look back from where he was to see where the church was. And Dr. Hamby made the point the church has been stuck in the first and second dimensions trying to build God's house, trying to build God's church in those dimensions. And in reality, it can only be built from the third dimension. <laughs> and so when John the Revelator starts prophesying to the churches of what God requires and what God wants to see happen in the church, then he speaks to him from the third dimension. And he began to unfold a powerful teaching uh, about this and, uh, and laid it, of course, over the tab tabernacle. Dr. Hamby believed that the um, tabernacle of Moses was the spiritual pattern for all spiritual truth. And it was in this uh, tabernacle of Moses that I've spent a lot of time in. I recently thought about creation. They wrote, was five chapters that they spent talking about the whole of creation and the creation of man. And I think there's 20 chapters on the tabernacle of Moses. And so when you look at that, the outer court, inner court, holy, holy of holies, these are, I believe, dimensions, the outer court, where the brazen altar was and the, and the laver, the, the uh, inner, inner court, the holy, holy place. This is where lampstand, showbread, uh, uh, altar of incense, mm -hmm. worship. And then, of course, the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant. I believe these are three dimensions that uh, the Lord teaches us from. 
Dr. Hamby made a great point. He said the reason that he believes this to be true is think about this. Uh, when the disciples, I think John 21, were walking on the road to Emmaus, uh, they were walking. It says Christ, the risen Savior, began to accompany them on their journey, and they thought he was a stranger, and he talked to them along the way. And even though he was the risen Christ, they did not recognize him. Why? He was in another dimension. And so uh, it's in this dimension God allows our eyes to be open to see. And so it says instead of just revealing himself as the Christ, he went to the scriptures and went all the way back to Moses. And from Moses began to teach them of himself all the way from Moses uh, and the prophets forward. And it says as he taught them, broke the bread, all of a sudden their eyes were, their hearts began to burn within them, their eyes were open and they knew him. And so we see them stepping into another dimension. And so uh, Dr. Handy believes, and so do I, that these dimensions are dispensational dimensions as well. So the outer court, uh, we could lay the feast over it, Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. So the outer court, uh, Passover, that's the sacrifice, that's the washing of the uh, water of the word, that's salvation basically, uh, as we've experienced. The inner, inner court, the holy place, the lampstand, illumination, showbread, presence, altar of incense. This speaks of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is when we begin to be illuminated to the truths of God, that presence becomes a reality, the presence of God, that worship begins to fill our lives, right? Once we get filled with the Holy Spirit, worship really becomes an intricate part of our life. Uh, but then the holy place, this is the holy, and then the holy of holies, past the veil, beyond the veil, is where the uh, Ark of the Covenant. And so uh, we believe the outer court is visitation, inner court's manifestation, holy of holies, habitation. Wow. And so in our personal experience, what does that mean? Salvation in the outer court, filled with Holy Spirit, empowered by Holy Spirit in the holy of holies. In the holy place, this is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is when, this is when you begin to walk in a revelation where Christ is in you. What does this mean? This, you don't need to be at a prayer meeting. You don't need to be in a church meeting. This is when you can be out in the streets, in Walmart, at, at job, and the Christ in you, the, the habitation of God, the authority of God in that dimension, now you're carrying the presence and the power of God everywhere you go. These are those that I believe have tasted of the power of the age to come. These are those mature sons and daughters we, we talked about last week that are fully walking in that manifested presence that literally when you walk in a room, the atmosphere changes. And so then our goal then, our aim is to go to that. You know, Paul the Apostle said it so powerfully in Philippians. He said, I'm forgetting those things that are behind. You know, a lot of us will think that's negative things. Yeah. But that can be the outer court and the, and the inner court and the holy of, and as you go into the Holy of Holies because the, the, even the holy, holy place, the inner court, Pentecost, is a, is a tabernacle, uh, is a wilderness experience. So Pentecost, as powerful that is, tongues, prophecy, gifts of spirit, that all happened to Israel in the wilderness. <laughs> that wasn't the promised land. It was to prepare them to go into the promised land. And so I think we as a church, when he turned around John, John the Revelator and saw the church stuck in the second dimension, it, I believe that's where we're at. I believe is, man, I love Holy Ghost. I love anointing. I love presence. I love revelation. 
but that's to move us to where we're now in, inhabited. We're living with such a Christ consciousness that it's not like I visit that realm from time to time, yeah. but, we, but we live there. And I really believe that's where we're headed. I believe we're in one of the most exciting moments of history we've ever been where that third dimension is going to become so powerful. The Bible predicts, it says, John the Baptist was the greatest man ever born, ever born a woman, but he that's least in the kingdom of God is greater than him. It says from the least to the greatest, we're all going to know the Lord. I believe we're headed to a time where there's going to be a company of people in the earth that are living in this third dimension and walking in that authority and that uh, anointing. And so um, there's so much we could go on and on and on about it. About it. And you were talking about it last week. I don't remember if we just were talking about it or what, but the outer core is called the way or the, uh, there was a, the well, truth. Yeah, there was a gate. There was a gate in the outer court. And then there was five pillars with curtains that separate. So the gate entered into the uh, outer court. And then the inner court is where you came into the uh, holy things of the Lord. There was a absolute uh, uh, curtain there with five pillars and then a veil before the holy of holies. And so the gate in Hebrew is called way. Isn't that interesting? The veil with five pillars is called truth. I believe it represents the fivefold ministry. And the veil before you go to the most, the holy of holies is called life. So when Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, no man comes to the Father but by me. It was just a shadow of things to come uh, in Christ. And so uh, there's so much in the tabernacle uh, that as we enter in those places, I believe it's our prayer life can be found there. So literally, when you, when you and I start to pray in the morning or evening, whenever you pray, we, we not, none of us start normally in the Holy of Holies, even though we're positionally there. But we normally start, you know, we're thanking God for our salvation. We're thanking God for the blood. We're offering the sacrifice of praise, yeah. right? This is all outer court stuff. But you and I have all, always, all, all experienced this. You read the Bible and it's just as dull as if it was a novel, you know, and then all of a sudden, bam, uh, Lord, isn't this something? I just flipped the, did y'all see me? I saw it. All right, I just flipped that open, right? Mm -hmm. I've got one verse <laughs> highlighted. Just one. What does it say? And beginning at Moses. And all the prophets, <laughs> he expounded to them all the scriptures concerning him. You tell me, how does that happen? <laughs> how do you just flip open of this Bible and that's the exact scripture? There's no... There's no ribbon there. I just flipped it open just to make a point, and there we are. <laughs> That's worth pausing just for a moment, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> we, the Lord all of a sudden, like just that moment, all of a sudden you get quickened by something. Now what happens? You're in the second dimension. You're getting revelation. You're feeling presence. Now worship begins to come out, out of you because of what you're experiencing, right? But then what happened... Uh, Benny used to teach me all the time. He said, Kent, don't sit down to read 10 chapters a day. Don't sit down to any type of plan. Simply read until the Spirit touches you. Mm. As soon as you feel it, stop reading and let the Spirit take control. And He will lead you. He will take you into the place of prayer that He wants to take you that day. And what happens in the outer court, it's really noisy. In the inner court, it's less noisy. By the time we get to the Holy of Holies, we're not talking anymore in prayer. Now God's talking to us. 
That's when we're waiting on the Lord and He starts speaking to us. So we're speaking to God. We're worshiping God. These are the, the dimensions. Mm -hmm. That dimension, God's speaking to us. So that's our prayer life, and it's so powerful. Uh, even the even the furniture, you know, represents. In the outer court was the uh, altar of sacrifice, which is the speaks of the cross. The laver. Most people don't even know what the laver is about. I learned so much of this from Benny. The laver was made from brass mirrors of women, and they were made out of brass so they could see themselves. But they melted them down and made a laver with water so you could wash with water. And as you wash with water, you would see your reflection in the laver. You were supposed to begin to see Christ in you and understood that it's not, once you enter in past the outer court, it's no more about you as an individual. You melt your individuality into the corporate anointing, and then you move on into the dimensions with, with the Lord. And so on and on, the lampstand, the illumination. Actually, the Lord told me on the Day of Atonement, lampstand would be very, the revelation of the lampstand would be very important in this season. Showbread, which speaks of presence that was was supposed to be new every morning. They had to put fresh bread every morning. And of course, worship we know is a very significant part of, of where we're at. But then the holy, all this is pieces of the furniture. And then the holy of holies, the Ark of the Covenant and mercy seat. And so these these all, it's worth a study to go back, reread this study because they speak of all these dimensions uh, that the Lord wants to take us through. And so now I want to take you quickly just to two or three quick experiences that I want to pray for you about today uh, in um and kind of see if we can't move toward this. Uh, first encounter I had in this dimension, I'd, I'd tasted of it in days past. Uh, the, the the first dimension I experienced with it was Sadhu was here preaching at the church, Sadhu Sundar Savaraj, and said, if you will get on your knees and you will wait on God, you will actually go into this third dimension, and just like on the road to Emmaus, you will actually see Jesus. And uh, so I, I'm a practitioner, so I went to my... Uh, office that I have here at the church facility and, and I, I'm very honest so I, uh, with the Lord and, and I just told the Lord, Lord you know I won't be here forever, you know I'm, I'm kind of anointed for motion but I do really want to get in this dimension so I got on my knees I said Lord if it's available please just let it happen to me. It wasn't 10-15 minutes, the Lord Jesus Christ literally walked into my office, had golden keys around his waist, took them off and handed them to me and walked out of the office and I thought did I did I really see that? Am I really in that dimension? It kind of blew my mind, honestly. And uh, so I went, uh, uh, didn't tell anybody because I, I was actually just didn't know what to do with that. That night, Sadhu called me out of the uh, audience and prophesied to me. He calls me Pastor Ken. He says, Pastor Ken, I see the Lord Jesus Christ standing before you. He's laid his right hand on you, and is with his other hand, he's given you a bunch of golden keys. And I mean, I screamed like a girl, I mean, you know, because I knew that I had experienced a dimension in God that was available to us. It was a powerful moment uh, for me uh, to move me into that dimension. And so I've, you know, over, over that, let's say, a decade, I've kind of go in, gone in and out of that dimension to taste a little bit more at each time. Uh, the second experience I had was uh, when I was uh, Chuck Pierce, our dear friend, uh, a couple of years ago, I guess it was, or last year, I think it was last mm -hmm. year around this time, actually yeah. prophesied to me that I was on the ladder yeah. and, uh, and it had 11 rungs on it. And if I didn't go on to the next uh, level, I would actually start feeling myself go back. And basically the Lord was calling me higher in, into this other place. And so um, actually Matt and I and a team wound up in Apopka, in Florida with our friend Kevin Craig in this church there. 
and uh, Doug Addison was in the meeting and I was a, a prophet from California. When I was about to share that morning session, Doug just put his hand on my back. I thought he was just blessing me to pray for me, which he probably was before <laughs> I was going up to speak. And all of a sudden I felt a whirlwind around my head and my neck unlocked. It had been locked up for a couple of years. And I meant, I said, Doug, what in the world is that? He said, God just opened you the revelation, unlocked for you the revelation for one door, which is come up here and I'll show you great and mighty things that you, that you don't know of. And uh, I knew God had unlocked a realm. And so uh, Doug basically uh, shared a prayer posture. Yeah, strategy. From, strategy from doors. Revelations 3, 8 door, a door, that's our salvation. A door God had opened that no man can close. And uh, I just that, that's always open. It's free access. But then there's a Revelations 3.20 door, which is the door that uh, Jesus says knocks on. And if you open that door out of necessity of your need for him, he will come in and sup with you, fellowship with you. And then Revelation 4.1 is a door the Spirit opens and takes you up into that third dimension. So check this out. Revelation 3.8, outer court. <laughs> Revelation 3.20, inner court. Revelation 4.1, holy, holy of holies. So you see that same dimension, first, second, and third dimension working uh, very, very powerfully. And so um, we started praying this way. And so uh, uh, Revelation 3.8 says, God has opened a door that no man can shut. Mm -hmm. uh, Revelation 3.20, Jesus is knocking on the door uh, saying, if you will open the door, I will come in and sup with you. Revelation 4.1, Spirit, uh, as the door is open in heaven, the Spirit takes us through it. And so I, I started praying that way. And I just literally, my prayer time, this is what I'm encouraging you. I said, Lord, I'm just coming through these doors. I come through the Revelation 3.8 door that you've opened that no man can shut. Thank you for the blood that's given me access. Lord, the 3.20 door, I'm in obvious desperate need for you uh, to enter the next dimension, that realm. And then I trust you, Holy Spirit, to, to, to help me ascend to that, uh, to that uh, other third dimension. Uh, which, by the way, if you need a, a, a foundation for that, a theological foundation, uh, Ephesians 2 says... Uh, that, he, that He, through His mercy, Jesus through His mercy, has saved us and caused us to sit with Christ in heavenly places. Uh, John 14, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. I believe we are destined to live in this third dimension. Jesus, His atonement, His work on the cross uh, Hebrews 3 says, Hold fast our, our confession of our high priest, our apostle, who has entered in through the heavens for us. Mm -hmm. In other words, he's made the pathway available that we can go through those dimensions to live in that third dimension uh, of, of, of spiritual place with Jesus. And so uh, I was just my experience was I was just sitting there praying, and I just closed my eyes and said those doors and, you know, just sitting here. And obviously I'm still just like I am here. But in my, I'll just call it my spirit, mind's eye, whatever you want to call it, I see myself in a place of great expanse and a, a being that I know to be an angel comes over to me and uh, says, I need you to walk over here with me because I have a robe for you. And this robe is, well, you'll need it because this is what identifies your authority in this realm and it allows you to enter in certain areas here uh, this is basically like your, your, your badge. This is basically like your access. And so if, if they recognize this robe, you're granted access in this realm. Uh, and that was it. 
And I just was sitting there at my chair and I thought, well, isn't that interesting? You know, uh, there again, did that really happen to me? And just all out of nowhere, I heard Holy Spirit say, go to Zechariah 3. And uh, so uh, I got my Bible and I'm flipping Zechariah like I'm trying to do here uh, with you. And um, Zechariah 3 says, Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, Satan, standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord has chosen Jerusalem to rebuke you. It's just not a brand plucked from the fire. Now Joshua was clothed with a filthy garment and standing before the angel. Then he answered and, and, and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away this garment from him and remove the iniquity and, and clothe him with a rich robe and put a clean turban on his head. And then the angel admonished Joshua, saying, This is the Lord of hosts. Now you will be able to walk among those who are here. And so the exact experience I had had in that dimension of being clothed with the robe is now found in Scripture where God gave Joshua the high priest a robe so he could walk in that dimension. So now I knew the Word was confirming my experience. And this is the way it's supposed to work. We go into this dimension. We see it. We come back. God gives us the revelation from the Word. Now we're able to teach it and impart it to others. This is the way this is supposed to work, all right? And we all have, we all have been granted this access, I believe. And so, uh, my last experience I'll share with you along this, these dimensions is my old uh, friend, uh, Bob Jones, who's going to be with the Lord down. The first time I met Bob uh, was an event we held here in Alabama called Thunder on the Mountain in 2005, where we took a, a thousand uh, people, 1,500 people with, drum, with drums, gym bays, drum kits, trash can lids uh, to let a rumble sound uh, go from Chihaw Mountain here uh, for the state of Alabama. This was uh, 2005. How long ago was that? So uh, 15, 16 years ago, right? 15 years ago. And so I, they sent me to pick Bob Jones up and I flew in a private airplane to get him and uh, because just there's no real other way to get there so somebody loaned us a plane and I, I, I flew to get him. I'd never met him before and so if you never met Bob he was a real unassuming gentleman and uh, and just lived in this dimension this ram and so he sat kind of in the back of the plane and I was trying to give him his space he had someone traveling with him and I sat up toward the front and all of a sudden he called me little brother and he says hey little brother come back here with me and so I, I you know I was trepidation, you know, here's the prophet Bob Jones, and I go back there and sit in front of him, and as only he could say it, I'm not mimicking him, but his voice was just so unique. He said, have you ever been to the throne of God? <laughs> and I was like, I, I try to thank you. If I've ever been to the throne of God, I mean, I know the Bible says, you know, come before the throne of grace. I was trying to process it. He goes, oh, you've never been. He said, let me, he said, he said, let me take you. I said, what I, what I do, Bob? He said, take your watch off. Because what, normally when I pray for this, uh, for people, it blows their, blows their watches up. And so I took my watch off, and uh, he, he said, hold my hands. He said, I'm going to invite the angel of ascension to come, and he's going to help us ascend to this dimension. So I'm, here I am in the airplane. I, I mean, I'm, I'm figured I'm already at 25,000 feet, so it should be a short journey, right? So I joined his hands, and before the living God, I mean, I just felt my spirit just start rising. The next thing you know, I was in this place. And I saw a train just blitzing through the United States of America. And Bob says, what do you see? And I said, 
I see a train. He goes, yep, I'm right here with you. I see it too. He said, it's just blitzing right through the United States of America. And I was like, yes, it is. He said, that's the glory of God that's about to come to the United States of America. And uh, so we, you know, we came out of that experience. He said, now go back by yourself because I want to prove to you. Here's the point. I want to prove to you, you don't need me. Hmm. I love this about Bob. He didn't want you dependent. He said, you go back by yourself now because I want to show you that you now with this angel of ascension have access. And I went back and I saw some amazing things. And so um, I came back to church the next day and one of my associates, I just walked in the room. I said, hey, you ever been to the throne of God? He said, no. I said, well, take your watch off. And <laughs> I did the same thing Bob did to me. And now I've led hundreds of people through this experience of ascension to allow the Holy Spirit to ascend us into that realm. And so I say all of this today, all my ramblings, uh, that there is a dimension in the Spirit. I do believe that God is wanting all of us to mature into. I mentioned it earlier, and I didn't finish it, where Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind, pressing forward to those things ahead, I press toward the upward call of God, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. There's a high place. There's a, there's a place that we're supposed to live, in my opinion, that we have heaven's perspective. We have heaven's anointing. We have heaven's blueprint. We have heaven's pattern. And we're literally living out of that realm and bringing it into the earth realm. So when we're saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you and I were ascending, laying hold of that and bringing it back into the earth realm to establish these truths, these anointings, these songs, these messages, these uh, uh, gifts, uh, strategies into the earth realm. And I just really believe this is where we're at. I believe 20 years ago, men and great men and women, I honor them so dearly that have preached this message, but I believe we're actually here now. And um, God's wanting us to... Uh, to have this revelation and, and enter into that place. And so I would love to pray for you here in just a minute. Matt, we got any thoughts or questions or comments or? I've got my own comment okay. as I was reading through. It's interesting. This is totally separate teaching, but how it all kind of comes together. We're doing the um, Ecclesia Accelerator right now. And when he talks about if you want 100% of your prayers answered, that you have to get in that Romans 8, mode where Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. And so in this teaching we were doing in the accelerator, it was saying that you've got to you've got to posture yourself in a position where when you pray, you can get to that place where Jesus is interceding for you. And if you can get in that dimension, then you can hear the prayers Jesus is praying, then you come back down and then you pray those same prayers and that's the prayers that are answered. And it amazed it amazed me when you were teaching us and and talking through this with the staff that it's not about getting into a place where you light a candle, put music on, and try to read your Bible and strive to get to this dimension, but you actually already have access to just go to that dimension, then come back down here and navigate your entire life from it. Yes. Which but, was totally opposite than we've all, all been trained our entire life yes, growing up in church. Because, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so the, the only reason we're stuck in a, one of these dimensions is because we've not had the revelation Right? We, so think about this. This is just practical. A lot of us were stuck in the outer court because we, we, were, we, were, ta we were not taught that Holy Spirit was available for everybody. Right. 
So we were taught that the, the, the cessation teaching, right? Yep. That the gifts, the, those things had gone away. So we were, we were stuck because of the, the traditions of men had made the Word of God of none effect because we were stuck in a place of the outer court because nobody believed that Holy Spirit was available. But then the Azusa Street revival came, right? Holy Spirit began to be manifested. That teaching became to begin to fill the earth. And now millions of people, hundreds of millions, have gone into the second dimension of, of anointing, gifts, illumination, presence. But now I believe we're even at another place mm -hmm. uh, that God's wanting to restore and bring the, the, the revelation, the tabernacle of David being restored, that the habitation of God, moving from visitation, from manifestation to habitation. And it's this, this third dimension that uh, we're the kingdom dimension that we're designed to live in and operate from, uh, not try to gain access to. We are seated with Christ in this third dimension. And so the concept biblically is in the Old Testament, a high priest would have to start on the outside with a rope tied around his leg and move through these dimensions, walking, finding his way through each and every step until he got to the third dimension, the Holy of Holies, if there was sin in his life and he hadn't kept, kept, kept all the regulations to that point, he was struck dead and pulled out of God's uh, presence. That's the old covenant. The new covenant, Hebrews 6, says Jesus, our great high mm -hmm. priest, has already entered beyond, beyond the veil for us yeah. uh, and has become the anchor of our hope. So I like to say it like this, in the Old Testament, you walk in alive and you're drug out dead. New Testament, you're drug in dead and you walk out alive. And so I believe it's the concept of coming to the place where we are dead to ourselves. Uh, uh, in the year Uzziah, it says, Uzziah said, in the year Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. You know what Uzziah means? Self-strength. In the year self-strength died, I saw the Lord. And so what I believe is God has allowed us to endure these dimensions. We've seen all that man can do. We've seen all the man-made programs, and I'm not knocking that. I've been involved. I'm part of that. You know, just the structure of church, the structure of spiritual life. But I really believe that, that our self-strength is dying. This COVID yeah. has just shut us down. To, to, to come to the reality, to look honestly, to really evaluate what's really working, what's really of God, what's really not of God. And I think we've all come to this place. There's a lot that we've participated in and done that's good, but it's probably not, not spiritual. It's not really this dimension that God's wanting to bring us into. And, uh, and I believe that this is right. We're at, interesting enough, we're right at Tabernacles. Which, which is the celebration of that third dimension, entering into the promised land. Uh, and uh, so I want to encourage you, it's not for special men and women. It's actually been bought by the blood of Jesus for each and every one of us to have access to live in this realm with God and to uh, live this spiritual life on this third dimensional level uh, that our eyes and ears are open and we see and we understand. And so it's just a... What I've been thinking about, and it's a treat to get to sit here with you and spend a few moments and, uh, and to share this with you today. Hopefully it's been a 
blessing and uh, and you've made, gleaned, gleaned from it. Yeah, several comments that people have been praying the revelation doors and not having as much success as that they would like to have. Could you release or talk about or give an impartation of the angel of ascension? So uh, they can kind of That's exactly that. what I was going to do. At the same time, uh, you know, you uh, he that sows to the Spirit will love the Spirit reap everlasting life. And so uh, I don't see something every day. So that's, let's go ahead and resolve that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't see something every day. Uh, there's, there's a couple things I want to I I say here. Uh, one, what have you done with what you saw? He that's faithful in little will be given much. So if God showed me something, yeah. And I'm not acting on that, doing that, walking that out. Then why would he want to show me something else? All right. So this is, you know, because this spiritual life's not just about seeing things all the time. It's about seeing it, getting a revelation from it. So how faithful have I been to study Zechariah 3? What does that turban mean? What does that robe mean? What does that access look like? How faithful have I been? Because the Bible says we are stewards of the mysteries of God. Mm. Are you being a good steward of what God has been saying and showing you? That will determine how much more that you actually get to be a part of. Mm. All right? One. Two, uh, that, then th there is just the aspect of, of sometimes we need that help. We need an impartation to help us uh, move forward. And, and, to, and, 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 and let me go ahead and say how I see. This may be important. Sometimes I just see an object. Then, then you know, God speaks, God speaks in signs and symbols and objects. And so uh, I was, I was uh, in this place uh, one day, and I saw what the Bible says, the sea of glass, which is before the throne of God. And so I, that's all I saw. So I said, Lord, what does that mean? He said, a key to this realm is transparency. So think about it. The sea of glass is before the throne of God. Everything's transparent. Mm -hmm. God said, if you're not willing to live a transparent life and hold on to your secrets and hold on to your stuff and not just be open and honest and transparent, then you won't have as much access to this area. <laughs> so these are truths you see that God... God gives us with just one symbol. You know, one time I saw a, an anchor. Well, what do you do? You go back to the Word and you start, look, where's all the scriptures that have to do with anchors? Yeah. Look at that. What does God put it together? You know, it, it doesn't say the Holy Spirit will do it for you. It says He will help us. He will help us to, to gather this revelation. And so all of that's important. And uh, I just felt like that was a nugget. So let's, let's pray. Uh, take my watch off just in case here. Uh, like Bob, Bob instructed us to do. Let's just let's just let, let's just enter there together. Lord Jesus, we humbly yet boldly come before you today. Lord, I believe what I have shared with your people to be the truth. That your work on the cross provided for us not just salvation, but bought us access to this third dimension, this heavenly realm, this place that Paul the Apostle talked about, that 
whether in the flesh or out of the flesh, I don't know, but I was taken to a place. This heavenly place, you have, Ephesians 1 and 3, you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. John 14, I go to prepare a place for you. And so we believe this to be the truth. We believe the tabernacle to be the pattern, outer court, inner court, holy, holy of holies. You desire us. You're the one that rent the veil in two so that we can have access. And so now we believe the doors, Revelation 3.8, Revelation 3.20, and Revelation 4.1, the doors have been opened. And I do believe that you've given us an angel to help us ascend. And so just in faith, now, those watching either now or even later, maybe viewing this later, I believe this moment is a moment in the spirit, in time. Angel of Ascension. We invite you now to come and lift us up and help us ascend through the Revelation 4-1 door now in Jesus' name. And so almost immediately, you should either sense something, smell something, hear something, see something in that dimension. Immediately, I saw a river, and I saw trees on both sides of it. And I knew this was Revelation and Ezekiel where it says there's the river with trees, each bearing fruit each month for the healing of the nations. And so I realized that, that we have access to the revelation knowledge that will bring healing to nations. And so we just say, Lord, let the revelations that will heal nations be released now to those in this realm. And bless our seeing, bless our hearing, bless our ascensions. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. And so, just whatever you saw, whatever you felt, whatever you heard, shoot us something. It doesn't matter how silly it may sound. Uh, go back to the Word. Let the Word confirm mm -hmm. what you've seen. And now just practice it. Just practice this uh, process. I, do it, I like to do it in the mornings for morning prayer. It's just go to that round. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you one more key. There's a key that Bob Jones used to say, when you, when you wake up in the morning... Don't jump up. Don't jump up out of bed I mean, unless you're late. <laughs> but normally if you wake up, he said when you're asleep and you're in those waking moments, I think Isaiah 50 or 51 says, you will awaken my ear to hear you. And so he's, he felt like in those moments, you're, you're, you're very, because you're subconscious, everything is kind of quiet. It's very easy to access this ram. So he suggested before you even get out of bed, take about 10 minutes and just really enter in this place, even before you actually put your feet on the floor, which is a great exercise too. So, When uh, you did that, I I'm like the person commented, rarely do I see something immediately. But when you just did it, I saw an x-ray of a shoulder. And so I don't know if God is releasing healing, but to act on that, we'll just say right now, if you've got a shoulder problem, Put your own hand on there, and we just declare that God in this realm is saying, I'm healing shoulders Some, right now. Absolutely. So obviously, so somebody, as easy as that to act it's on as it as easy as like that. that. So somebody today, you're watching, and this moment, 
uh, you have a shoulder problem. Uh, Matt has uh, re received this, this word of, a sh of an x-ray of a shoulder. So receive that healing. Uh, if it's, if it's, maybe you're watching right now. Uh, maybe an hour from now, he's going to be in a conversation with somebody. He's going to be saying, Matt, man, I've got a real shoulder problem. And he'll be able to say, I've already seen, <laughs> I've, I've got you answered. So, you know, you just, you, you don't know. You've seen it, you release it. And you let the Lord let the Lord work. So awesome. Been great. Thanks for hanging out with us again today. Uh, People are asking, so just so you know, this we're Facebook Live as we're doing it, but we're also recording this for your podcast and for YouTube. So whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, it'll be under Kent Maddox, but we'll share the links out. But it is available on all formats, not just Facebook. Okay, so you've got the news, and obviously, if you share this out, uh, it gets to more people, and uh, we'd love to. You know, just basically we're just trying once a week to kind of talk to you about spiritual thoughts and truths and with uh, no particular order of, you know, uh, <laughs> teaching, just kind of what, just moving by the Spirit. And so I'm enjoying doing it and hope you're enjoying watching it. And so uh, it, it'll normally be around this time live every Wednesday. And then, of course, you can watch it on all the uh, avenues that yeah. Matt mentioned to you. So blessings to you as you live in the heavenly places. We love you guys. Be blessed. Mm -hmm.